Welcome to Happiness Simplified Podcast with Dr. Kayvon Kay and Di Manuel, talking about everything that makes life awesome. Hello, listeners. I'm Manuel here, along with Kayvon Kalizade. Hello. Good try. Good try. Did I say that right? I always question myself. I'm going to get <laughs> you know what? I don't know. People say Kalizade or Kalil. It's actually Kalilzade, not Kalizade. But I, if you want to really say it right, it's Khalilzade. <laughs> so let's stick with this thing. It's still okay. Okay, right, well, fine. Fine. Big prize for uh, the. Yes. Okay. Right, well, yeah, and uh, and actually, we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a second because uh, I, I think you've got a great lesson that a lot of people can be imparted with uh, on this call. So I'll bring that up in a second. But let me, okay. for those that are tuning in, this is Happiness Simplified and uh, your host here, Dr. K. Vaughn K. and uh, myself, Di, the Moose Manuel. And uh, yeah, we're, we're back fresh from the Summit of Greatness, which occurred in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, H. Oh, H. Ohio. <laughs> so it was an Incredible conference. And for those that aren't aware, Lewis Howes has an incredible podcast called School of Greatness. And this was his first, the inaugural Summit of Greatness, which was a two and a half day conference that occurred in his hometown, Columbus, Ohio. And I got to say, you know, you go into these types of things. Most of us who have been to those types of conferences where there's going to be a whole boatload of speakers presenting on different topics, you're, you're used to going into these situations and you expect to get fired up. You expect to get fired. But my expectations for this one was just that, but it was exceeded on, on all counts. And, and I think we want to really dedicate this episode to summarizing some of our key takeaways from some of the speakers at Summit Greatness and just reiterate some, some cool strategies you can have going into a conference like this for yourself, those that are listening. Uh, so when you leave there, you actually develop some, some great relationships and some fantastic connections. But on top of that, how do you make yourself stick out uh, amongst the crowd of 400 people that were at this weekend? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kay, you you did it beautifully. Like before we get into the speakers, what, why don't you share that one tip? How, how did you get recognized day oh, one? Oh, I'm now. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I have to agree with you. It was a fantastic event. I really, really enjoyed myself. I know we're going to get to this, but um, I did set my intentions before going to the event as in, what is it that I want to get out of it? I was super excited that I'm going to do it with you, my uh, good friend and podcast buddy, and, and you know, meeting the family, your family, and all of that. So also going to a, a new place, Columbus, Ohio, which kind of freaked me out because I am used to living in cities that uh, in your view, you can see mountains. And this place was flat. (laughs) I was lost. I didn't know where is north, where is south. (laughs) And I loved how Lewis explained it. And, you know, I've never actually been to Columbus, Ohio before. So it was my first time going there as well. But uh, as he presented it, his whole idea was bringing you home, right? This is where Lewis grew up. And and if you're not familiar with the geography of the United States, Columbus is pretty much smack dab in the middle of Ohio. As they say, it's the, the heart of Ohio, but also the heart of the U.S. And uh, so it was really neat that sort of uh, analogy that was carried throughout the weekend and really gave it a really tight family community. You know, yes. and, uh, it was really quite, quite well done. Now that the question that you asked me about, uh, about standing out, first of all, this whole idea of standing out has been always an interesting thing in my life because um, I'm tall, I'm 6'4", 
I have a weird hair color. My hair started to turn gray or turn white from the age 14. So at, uh, at this age that I'm right now, 47, I have almost no black hair in my, my head. So it's, it's um, very bright. And uh, being a person with that kind of hair color and uh, the little goatee that I have and I'm tall, I, I kind of stand out. But when I was younger and in school, because all of this got people's attention, and uh, frankly, I got into trouble a few times at school. So all of that turned out uh, to cause me to try to hide and try not to be seen and try to get lost in the, in the crowd. And for years, I did that. And those were you know, not nice years and not a good experience. And, and the funny thing is, I could not succeed. I would stand out anyway because because of the way that um, the way I am, and we all stand out in our own way, but it's harder for some of us to to hide. And fast forward many years, and and growing up, and learning from life experiences, and becoming wiser, I noticed that I have turned it all around, and I now own this, and I really want to stand out, and I I really do not want to be you know lost in the crowd i like to be uh, remarkable i cannot be ignored and i want to people to notice me because you know i really thrive on on human connections which was my my intention for this event go there connect with as many people as possible make good friends and connections and and come back from it that if i could do that that would have been my success and throughout the years of paying attention to standing out and having a name like Tevan Khalilzadeh or Khalilzadeh, you know, there are, <laughs> there are advantages and disadvantages to that. You know, Kayvon is a unique name for uh, English-speaking people. You know, they may have met a Kayvon before or not. So it is a new name. So by default, it gets their attention. Yet, the combination of first name and last name or just first name by itself requires them to spend energy trying to remember it. So is it Kavan? Is it Kevan? Is it uh, Kevin? Is it Kaivan? You know, all, all sorts of things that requires for them to work. And we know people um, with everything that's going on around our life, if something requires some extra work, uh, you easily give up. So all of that initial attention of having an unusual name goes away because it's now work to try to remember this guy's name. On the other hand, you know, people around me, such as yourself and other people, they just um, call me Kay which is, you know, the first letter of my first name, first letter of my last name, first syllable of my first name. So people call me K. And some of them were nice and they called me Big K. After a while, but, you know, three different groups of my friends without even knowing each other, they all nicknamed me the same thing. Special K. <laughs> and as a side note, I, for a while I thought they really like me. I must be special. And it's a healthy cereal and all of that. Then... Then somebody told me it's actually a, it's a street drug, Special K. So I thought, oh, hold on a second. Maybe I better change my uh, you know, friends and people that I hang out with. But anyway, I like that. So I uh, once said all of that to someone and noticed the positive impact that it had on them and made them chuckle and made the first impression a nice one and helped them also remember my name without effort. So that became my little intro which was something that I did in the event when I had a question for one of the speakers. I introduced myself to the room as, Hi, my name is Kayvon, but everybody calls me K or Big K or Special K. And at this point, 
how many people we had, like a few hundred people, they were all laughing and that broke the ice and that caused so many people to come and say hello and high five and hugs, facilitated the start of many, many, many fantastic conversations with people. Every person that I talked to, I really had a good time. So I am really happy and grateful for that. And, uh, you know, it was, it made it all a pleasant experience. So that's how I experienced it. And, and you, you saw all of that. So what did you see and what do you think? Well, I, you know, <laughs> it was great. Okay. Just the way that you introduced yourself. Because again, for those that aren't or haven't met you personally in person, you're, you're a tall dude, you know, you're, you're 200 and what, 40 pounds and six foot, uh, what? I'm, I'm six, four and yeah, yeah. two, 250, <laughs> I think. <laughs> 250. You're a big lad. And, uh, can you but the way you present yourself and the way you took an opportunity to ask a question, present your name in such a smooth and easy, but also very inviting way. Mm-hmm. Everybody there know that you were open, open to conversation and you had a good sense of humor. So I, I think it's just a really neat thing that anybody can do. If you, as a takeaway, if you're going to a conference, it's always an opportunity to ask a question and think about something unique some unique way of introducing yourself before you ask the question because they give you about 10 seconds to do so yes and uh it just makes you stand out and it will open up and as you said break the ice for for opportunities to to talk to people so i thought that was a a great thing okay and uh, i think a lot of people learn from that and uh and wearing orange also helps right (laughs) yeah that's right yeah and wearing orange definitely helps you you definitely uh stood out amongst the crowd Yes. More so. Your introduction was was a good one too. You know the way that you introduce yourself, and I'm I'm going to let you do it in a minute. You know, repeat that made a genuine connection between you and some people that they just walked up to you and started talking to you because you know we were hanging out and I noticed how people come to you and they start the conversation. Yours was also very open, very kind. You introduce yourself as not only the person that you are in relation to what you do, but a person that you are in relation to your family. And that helped a lot of people to find you a lot more approachable and get to the... So why don't you tell us how, how you go about introducing yourself? Yeah. So for those, that, you know, if, if this is your first time tuning into one of our episodes, I definitely encourage you to look back and revisit some of our earlier episodes where you'll learn a bit more about me and Kay and some of the pillars in our own lives. But for those that know me, uh, or follow me on my social platforms. No, I, I care very deeply about family. And it's a, it's a very important pillar for me. Uh, I am a father of two beautiful girls and, and husband as well as best friend and continuously dating my wife, Christy. So I've got these three beautiful women in my life. And I always, when I'm given the opportunity to, to introduce myself, I always lead off like I'm a dad and as well as someone that's dating his wife, you know? And because, you know, People will often in situations where they have an opportunity to meet new people for the first time, we often default or define ourselves by careers. Yes. That's, that's how we add value to ourselves. And, and for me, it's the opposite. You know, career is great, but it doesn't define me. And it's my family. It, it's their opinion that matters most to me above all else in the world. And yes. it's, it's their scrutiny that matters to me. You know, like, as my wife always says, you know, did die, and we've talked about this in past episodes, is, you know, that lead-off question is, are you being the type of man that you want to marry your daughters? Yes. Like, that... That's a beautiful question and a beautiful, beautiful it question. It right in the head. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, are you being the type of person that other people would want to hang out with? You know, yes. that's also another question she asks me all the time. And, and I think 
going into a, a conference like that, if you're open to those things and, and you keep that front of mind, it just helps guide you. It gives you a nice filter. But it also, you know, if you're feeling a certain way and you're open, it gives off an energy. People pick up on it. And, and people were approaching us, Kay. Like, we were yeah. open. We put ourselves out there. I introduced myself as this dad and someone's saying his wife. And on top of that, you know, my, my, my name's Di and it's a Welsh name. But people, my friends call me Moose. You know, you can yeah. call me Moose. <laughs> and uh, people laughed. and Because then I said, I'm from Canada. It's a good Canadian animal. You know, and, uh, and then I asked my question. It was a family-focused question. And so yeah. I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards and say, that was a fantastic question you asked. That was great. How old are your kids? It was this instant icebreaker. So people now had a way in to start a conversation. Exactly. And so it, it was great, you know? And uh, so for those, when you're I think there, so too. it's networking, it's meeting new people for the first time. It's trying to find common bond, but sometimes you have to be the initiator. And we were the initiators. Kate. You and I took an active approach to asking a question, being very public with that question, you know, in the form of, crowd and it was great it was the best yeah. thing we could have done and it really set the tone for the rest of our weekend and i think this uh this phrase that you say i'm dating my wife is is a real winner mm-hmm. it really gets the attention of other people right now i'm not married but uh i can see um a lot of excitement and um, i find myself attractive attract, attracted to to that whole idea and uh, yeah it was a successful experience and uh, some of it stood out, you know, especially like one, for example, I had this fantastic conversation with a 15 year old girl over there that she could only between school and training, she could only make to half of the summit, uh, Cecilia, and she initiated the conversation. So all of that was a great um, success. And we also had some fantastic speakers. Tell us about uh, some of the speakers that they stood out for you and, and uh, you know, uh, the points that they made. Sure. Well, I'll start with one. And it was on the first day. And for those that may not be aware, there's a gentleman by the name of Matthew Hussey. And he's a Brit. And he is the dating coach. You know, he's also a New York Times bestseller, a speaker, he has a radio show. He's had, been on TV a ton. He's very much out there. But he's known as the dating guru, right? Mm-hmm. I went in already knowing that he was speaking, but you know, I'm like, I'm dating my wife. You know, I'm I'm in a committed relationship. I've been so for a long time. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll resonate with this guy. And, and it was just me. That was my yes. We is his backness and what his strengths are, and that was I believe very common because a lot of people felt that way as well. Like even Johnny, we were talking to Johnny and his his yes. Olga, and they shared the same thing. They were. Going in there thinking that Matthew was going to be, eh, well, he's going to talk about dating. Like, this doesn't apply to us. And yeah, so something started, that is not relevant to me. That's, yeah, that's exactly. And it's amazing how we, we predetermine, in some cases, these, these types of um, speakers just based yes. on, you know, what their, their forte is. And, but, and here's the big one I got a ton from his talk, a ton, yes. you know, and uh, he made a beautiful, uh, explanation of, of confidence versus confidence and then the connection between the two yes and you know we, we could spend a long time just talking about that that whole idea and then his levels of confidence or, or lifestyle you know like the surface levels of, of confidence and uh, how he equated to three different levels right and and this information is available on his website i know that he, he shares this in, in a lot of his course materials so i won't steal the thunder but i'll, I'll let you know that the way he presented it, he made it relatable to the entire audience. And it was relatable in the fact that, wow, here's a way that I can just be a better communicator with anybody. And he was very entertaining. 
Like the guys, uh, it, it, I just, I was blown away. I, I went in there not expecting much from him. And uh, he was actually one of the speakers that stuck out the most for me from the whole weekend. So, uh, I mean, kudos to him. Definitely check him out. Matthew Hussey. We'll be sure to include some, some links in the show notes. Yeah. I too like that whole relationship between confidence and competence. And I just wrote a note to make that a whole episode uh, later for between the two of us. Also, his analogy of uh, don't be a sardine. <laughs> Go out and be a tuna. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that really... Uh, yes. a great connection with me and I'm looking at this booklet of of the summit and uh, just um, across the other page on the same page that we have uh, intro of Matthew is Christian Howes, Lewis Howes' brother. He was introduced to us as one of the number one jazz violinists in the world talking about the way that you go into an experience and what expectations that you have I was talking to someone just the other week that I am getting, unfortunately, and very it's a sad thing that I am getting tired of, of music because I don't ha- hear any new sound. Everything that I listen to, I know the space, I know the area, I can predict it and all of that. And, and maybe jazz is the answer for me because it hasn't clicked for me, but it's, it's hard to click with a new thing. Now, when he came on stage and he started to play a familiar song first, or a version of it, uh, the crazy song, and, and riff on it and improvise on it, and, and going to all sorts of different places with the loops and everything that he created, I was genuinely taken away. I didn't want it to end, and I had that feeling that I haven't had for a long time, that I heard new sounds. It was a breath of fresh air for me. And I really, really liked that performance. It was incredible. It really was. It, it, it was just him and his violin. And then yes. he, he would loop in sounds you record right there. Yes. Loop in. And all of that just worked. You're well. absolutely right. And, uh, oh, it did. And uh, it really set the tone for day two. Yes. That was christianhouse.com. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. House, H-O-W-E-S.com. So if you do yes. want to you know, look them up, look them up on YouTube. He's got a ton of performance videos on there, and you'll get a sense of, of what he brought. Yes. Pretty impressive. And uh, I like that, too, because it, it gave us a break, right? Like, mm-hmm. Rather than just constantly listening to different people speak, there's a couple other performers. Because leading in from performers, I mean, let, let's talk about uh, Adam in Q. You know? Oh, yes. Like, here's a spoken word poet. Oh. This guy was incredible. Like, mm. just incredible. Not only was incredibly lyrical and, and a master of the craft, but he delivered a very powerful message. Yeah, connection with the audience and managing the people. I had a, a good number of uh, um, goosebumps in, in his performance. Mm-hmm. Yes. I really liked it. And uh, I made a note to myself to, to go and, uh, you know, uh, find more of his work and, and listen to his words. His website is in hyphen Q. Dot com. You know, um, talking about Adam and Q or Christian Howes, as you said, it, it give us, gave us a good break between the speeches. I also found myself feeling refreshed and recharged because it was kind of like a reset reboot button for, for, for my mind. And you, uh, you feel uh, refreshed and recharged and ready to take in everything that a next speaker, speaker has to offer you. And speaking of that, 
uh, Ryan Blair really stood out for me. I, uh, you knew him from before, but I have never heard of him. And he came on and he told us his story, all the ups and downs and the background that he was from. For uh, those of you that you don't know, he, when he was young, he was involved in gangs and uh, life of crime and, and that sort of thing. And it, you know, life could have gone to all sorts of terrible places. And with the support that he had and the decision that he made, he turned it all, all around. His latest book is called Rock Bottom to, to Rockstar. What got really my attention, it, it was his complete, candid, very intense honesty that he had about everything that he said and everything he is and all his opinion in a very let's call it non-invasive way, very, very open way. You know, there may be things that you may agree or not agree with when somebody talks about a, a sensitive subject like politics or religion, but the way that they say it can bring all sorts of resistance or, in his case, spirit of cooperation, spirit of, of acceptance. So that whole delivery and the person he is was a great impact on, on the whole experience that I had. Yeah, and for those that aren't too familiar with Ryan Blair's story, you know, this is his second book's just released, but he's got a free documentary right now on YouTube. So just send Ryan Blair, that's D-L-A-I-R, documentary into YouTube, and you can check it out. It's about an hour and 20 minutes, and shares the story. It's called it's Nothing to Lose. Nothing to Lose, and it's, uh, it's just a great inspirational video because this guy is one of the most successful self-made CEOs, uh, in, in private enterprise, you know, and the uh, guy's self-made. It's, a, it's really an incredible story. I won't steal his thunder, but he's also been interviewed on the Lewis Howes podcast, so if you want to check that out, he's also uh, touches base on a lot of the material that he spoke about at uh, the summit was also covered in Lewis Howes. Interview. So, and, and also in even more detail, because rather than just 30 minutes, it was an hour and 20 minute interview, so it's, uh, it's fantastic to check out. Cool. Very cool. Now, um, Guy, do you want to keep going over um, other experiences that we have with, with speakers or do we want to make this into a, like a two episode? <laughs> because I, I, the way that we're going, I know we have a lot to say and I really don't want to cut it short. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's, it's great. Let's just keep this going. This will be a longer episode. Those that are listening, hopefully you're, you're getting some value from some of the tidbits that we took away because we'd love for you to also check out some of the links and check out these people uh, yes. because I think they all have something incredible to offer as far as messaging is concerned, but we're all about uplifting one another. And, and I think that was the biggest takeaway. Beautiful. Of like-minded so, individuals that are in the same space as us that are wanting to go from good to great. You know, they want greatness in all aspects of their lives. Yes. It was a forum that was safe to, to express that feeling but also to have candid conversations with others. And, and it was a genuine want to help. And I think that was just awesome, you know, because that's the whole point of this podcast too, right? Having to yes. simplify. We're, we're, it's our general conversations that you and I share, okay? Yes. And we find that more and more people are reaching out because it's a relevant conversation. People want to get involved in it. And it's refreshing, right? Like it's just, yes. hey, I want to connect with more people that feel this way. So, yeah, let's, let's let this go a little bit longer here and uh, okay. share more of the, the speakers because I, I love for others to be able to look up to these individuals because I believe they all have tremendous value to offer. Okay. So I'll go for the next one. Talking about having um, preconceived ideas before you go to an event. So I'm, I'm going to talk about fashion 
<laughs> which which I always thought, yeah, world can live without fashion. You know, we can just wipe out that whole industry and we're just fine. What's the point over there? Until you start talking to someone or you listen to some speakers and they make some stuff clear for you. So one of the speakers was um, Stacey London. And she made this point about what fashion is and what fashion isn't. Specifically, the way that she described what is fashion and what is a style and how they are different made a, uh, that was one of my big epiphanies over the, or the weekend. I had that question in my mind, but I couldn't even verbalize the question in a, in a clear way. So I'm so glad that I got to experience her speaking event and hear about her point of view. And, and the lesson that I learned was fashion is this industry, as we all know, is based on insecurities making people insecure about who they are and how they look and how they should feel and how they should look and all of that and thrives on on that negative, thrives on that insecurity. On the other hand, style is the opposite. It's about expressing yourself, showing people who you are, showing being in, in love with whoever you are and however you look. And, and how to use all of them to stand out and be yourself and communicate with the rest of the world and, and take, take your own space in this um, universe. And that, that difference between style and fashion was a great one for me because every time somebody said, hey, I am, uh, I'm a stylist, I'm in a style or fashion, I was like, yeah, okay, how can I get out of this conversation? <laughs> but <laughs> now... When people say uh, I'm in style, now I know who I'm talking to and, and what's the difference between style and, and fashion. I don't know. But did you enjoy her, uh, her speech? I did, but especially just hearing more of her background because honestly, I, I had no idea other than I remember her being on the show What Not to Wear. And a lot yeah. of people are familiar with her based on that show. And on that show, especially early on in the seasons, you know, she was the, the catty woman that would tell you, you look like garbage. Yeah. And you take your clothes away from you, throw everything out in your closet, give you five grand, tell you to go shop and buy new clothing, right? Yes. And uh, but you know she saw this as a vehicle to to because she from, from a background where she, you know she had some medical conditions as an early on as a teen and she was bullied and ridiculed and had a lot of insecurities. Yes. And uh, on top of that, she went to school for philosophy. You know she's she's a very intelligent woman. And, uh, but she had a passion for style. Yes. She saw how, you know, she worked in the fashion industry. She saw what she, she didn't like and she realized that she could make a change. And she saw the power of style in helping people deal with traumatic experiences in their lives, but also giving them that sense of confidence of self. Yes. And, uh, I, I just thought it was a very inspiring story. And she, I, she, I think so too. It, it was, it, I, I was like you, I had, I went in not expecting much. <laughs> and I was blown away by her sincerity and honesty and her openness. Mm-hmm. So Stacey London Real, um, that's who you want to look up. And uh, that's her social handle on social channels. And definitely someone to, to, to look into more. And I know she's got a couple of her talks on YouTube. Yeah. So definitely worthwhile checking out. And talking about interesting backgrounds and confidence and turning it all around and gaining everything and losing and gaining it back. What about Fabio? <laughs> Oh, man, that guy was awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, if you want me to sort of take a little bit of this away, I mean, here's a guy 
Chef Fabio Vib- <laughs> Viviani. <laughs> I gotta say it like Viviani. Viviani. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's a guy that relocated to the U.S. You know, like he was self-made in Italy. The guy started working from the age of 11 and literally worked his way up in restaurants to the point where he owned a, a chain of restaurants, a vineyard, all sorts. It had tremendous success in Italy. And then his senior partner, who owned the majority share of the company, sold the company. So he literally went in his 20s to a point of being a millionaire, you know. But within a month, and he shares this story with there, <laughs> within a month of becoming a millionaire, his father's business financed a, a, another company for a bunch of tech parts, IT parts, and they went belly up before paying his father. So they were on the hook for guess how much? A couple million bucks. Exactly what he had. <laughs> And, you know, it was family. And family's tight. So what Fabio did was he cut his parents a check to save his father's company. So he literally went from being a millionaire to being broke. Within oh, he went from broke days. to millionaire and yes. broke. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was, you know, he was doing really well for himself when he was there. But uh, his company was sold. This was partner who was old. Uh, there was a majority shareholder who wanted to sell. And he had up to himself. So, and then Fabio was, moved to California, not knowing any English, with a plan to only go there for a year on vacation. Yeah. And uh, realized that after renting the place for a year, he was still going to go because he had prepaid for rent for a year in California and he still had a little bit of money in the bank, but he got there and he found a job, literally working in a sandwich shop and uh, not knowing very much English, learned English, also gained the confidence of the owner of that restaurant and uh, worked his way up to the point. Now he's a partner with them. They have a successful chain. You know, it literally in 10 years, I believe he said they're doing over 100 million in sales, wasn't it? That's what he shared. Oh, that's uh, it, yeah. it. It was ridiculous. Like the, the guy is incredibly successful. He's very well known in media now. You know that that reality series Top Chef. Um, he's like the fan favorite title he won, and um, also on Top Chef also. He's just a very well known. Yeah. And I really, really like how straightforward. It was just incredible. Oh man, you, yeah. you talk about colorful, right? Like colorful and straightforward. He, he philosophy. Uh, what's in front of you? If you can fix it, well, fix it. Then move on. If you cannot fix it, well, let it go and move on. Yes. <laughs> I love this catchphrase of yeah. fuck it up, cupcake. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was just a great story. And, uh, I think I should frame that and put it on my wall. Suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, your next T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> there you go uh, i'm gonna I'm think, wear that today <laughs> to wear that the gym suck it up t-shirt i'm not sorry suck it up cupcake <laughs> on my t-shirt yeah awesome so he, he's definitely uh someone that we can all learn from especially from his positive yeah. attitude and just his uh, upbeat nature uh, it was really quite a an inspiring story of yes rags to riches to rags to riches <laughs> and, and and the lessons that he learned along the way yes i think at the end of the day it's all about that uh, work ethic right i mean for yeah. him it was just move forward and always be moving forward and mm. uh, not get caught up on on the little hiccups along the way yeah um, i mean it, it was quite quite inspiring so why don't we uh, leave off with one more, Kate? Who, who else did you want to uh, highlight? Because, I, I mean, it was a full weekend of different individuals that we had an opportunity to meet and hear from. I want to talk about Kyle. Kyle yes. Maynard. Yes. He was the last speaker. And I guess all the other speakers kind of primed us to get ready for his speech. I, I really liked the way that you summarized, well, not summarized, started our experience 
of, of the speech that we had. And because while he was speaking, I had many moments of, of clearing my uh, tears or swallowing the lump in my throat. And you, you just said, you know, I, I, we, lost a, we lost our shit a bunch of times. Yep. <laughs> he was speaking. So why don't you tell us, uh, I think you know this better. Uh, tell us about his background. Kyle Maynard, he wrote a book called No Excuses. And this came a lot later on, but it's been a New York Times bestseller. And he speaks all around the world now on his personal story. Because here's a, a, someone that was born. And when he was born, he was born with no legs and no arms. And so it's it basically just above the kneecap, I believe, and uh, just above the elbows. The, the, nothing grew beyond that. So he was born that way. But his parents and the way they brought him up were they treated him like a, an everyday kid. You know, they were not going to allow him to think of himself as a, someone with a disability. So whatever he wanted to do, his father would say, absolutely. And was a dreamer and, and someone there to reassure him that you can do whatever you want. There yeah. are no And to just give you an idea of just a couple of the highlights that Kyle achieved, uh, you know, in a very short period of time. Yes. He even shared a story about him playing football, <laughs> which is uh, – amazing in high school amazing yeah i know and then but he set records in weightlifting yes bought an mma and won titles yes and judo and wrestling man judo and wrestling he also did extremely well like top ranks but what he really got a ton of media press for, like just beyond belief was he was the first man to crawl on his own to the summit of mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, and, and he didn't just do it once, he did it twice. Mm-hmm. Most recently, he also, uh, in, in Africa, he summited at Mount, uh, what was it, Anka, Ekengagwa, or uh, he can never pronounce it right, but it's in South Africa or South America. South America, the highest mountain in South America. So it, it's remarkable what this young man, he's not even 30, has accomplished already in his life, and he's just lived by a philosophy of no excuses. He will get it done. And uh, his story was so incredibly inspiring. Yes. And uh, it just makes you reframe everything that you do. You know, I, I remember, Kay, remember when we were running Tough Mudder with her? Mm-hmm. And it was Hirsch's first time. And, and just for those that are listening, uh, Hirsch was a good friend of Kay Vaughn and I's. And uh, he was someone that used to come up to our Sunday Funday workouts and um, became a very fast friend uh, in a very short period of time. Very, he was a recovered drug addict. Uh, he had actually lost a leg based on an overdose he had. Yeah. Well, talking about the, you know, hard things in life, he, he had all of them. Oh. Um, bad, uh, you know, divorce, bad home when he was a kid, abused, foster um, kid. And then he, uh, I don't think he had uh, much luck in education either. And alcoholism and drugs and heroin. And as you said, lost a leg to, to um, infection from all of that. And uh, lost the teeth and, and so many things, you know, uh, family situation, all of that. And if you were going to give anybody a, a pass to, to complain about life, you would give no, you know, hands down, you wouldn't ever think twice if Hirsch complained about something, you'd be like, okay, well you have full right to complain, you know, based on his background, right? We would justify it because of his hard upbringing and of some of the, the choices he's made. And he would never complain, <laughs> ever. He never complained. Not only yeah. never complained, but also cheered all, oh, all of us. So you know, awesome. yeah, yeah. That was- yeah, he was the first guy to, to be there to uplift you, you know, if you were having a down day. And so here's Hirsch. He has a prosthetic leg. He's a bit overweight. He's just getting back into health. 
And a bunch of us said, hey, we're doing Tough Mudder. Who's in? Hirsch, right away. I'm in. <laughs> and uh, Mother. It was amazing. But I remember us running. And it must have been around the 5 or 6K mark. And you and I were staying with them the entire run. You know, these people walked by and they were sort of complaining to each other that, that there was this couple that were like, oh, yes. man, only at 5K. Gosh, this is awful. Why are we doing this? And they looked down and they saw Hirsch. They saw him with one leg. And they just went, oh, my gosh. What am I complaining? What am I complaining about? You guys are amazing. And they made a point to just say to her, man, you are awesome. I and specifically they, remember that it was in the mile, uh, mud mile. It's, yes. So for those of you who don't know, it's, it's, it's a long uh, part of the course that is filled with mud. And sometimes you go, you know, all the way to your thighs in, in mud and you're trying to get yourself out of it. So imagine, and it's very slippery and we were um, going there and it's, you know, it can be dangerous because you can twist an ankle or something. So at one point, Di and I have Hirsch between us with his hands over our shoulders and we're helping him down there. And that man behind us, he said, um, watch not to twist your ankle. <laughs> And of course, he doesn't have an angle. So the three of us, we started to, to, to laugh. And he brought his artificial leg out of the mud and showed it to him. And the guy looked at him, then looked at his wife and said, so what am I complaining about? <laughs> All five of us were laughing hard, hard over there. It was awesome. Yeah. And it just why that's such a highlight is I know we gained inspiration from certain people in our lives. And, yes. and to hear Kyle's story yes. just reminded me that how much this this young man has accomplished in such a short period of time. Right? Yes. He's not even 30 yet, and he's done all these incredible things. And here's someone that we would have written off traditionally, you know, just based on how society is. Oh, poor boy. You know, he's, he's and he's an inspiration to, to yeah. other people with disabilities. You know, uh, when um, uh, Lois introduced the next speaker as the most inspiring athlete in the world, I, I had all sorts of questions and reservations. Yeah, right. You know, who, who is this person? Then he brought Kyle in. And, you know, uh, my whole <laughs> the, um, being, the ideas that I had about reality, they, was, they were <laughs> all, you know, shook to the core. Shaken to the core. And uh, then he spoke. And the way he was, the way he communicated with us, the jokes he made, he was an extremely funny guy, too. So... It, he took us up, down, and made us laugh and made us cry, and we learned stuff, things from him. So it was my absolute favorite speech of the whole uh, weekend. It was incredible. So it, it's, uh, and I think that's the best way, to, you know, he closed out that weekend. I think it should close out our, this episode of Happiness cool. to Fly. Yes. And um, I don't know, any, any last uh, comments, Kay? Um. No, I'm just glad that I did this. Well, yes, I have glass comments. I just glad, I'm glad that I did this. I have uh, learned many new lessons. I was reminded about many important lessons. And I want to do more and more of things like that with you and with, with many other good friends. So I invite all, everybody to, to look into you know, events like that. We did Summit of Greatness. They're doing another one next year. Di and I already bought our tickets for, for next year. We even bought tickets for our family members and, and, and more of these things. So get out there, start talking to people, stand out, watch the reservations that they show up inside of you and be ready to bring them down. And uh, all of these are your shortcuts to simplifying happiness. So that's where I am right now. How about you, Di? 
you know, you couldn't have said it better. And uh, I, I'm in full agreement. Always be shaking things up. Don't ever think that those gut instincts that are popping out and you just, I think you said it more eloquently, Kay. And it's the idea that we have all these ideas in our mind and we try to put labels on things. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to define things based on past experiences. We have to realize our past experiences can't dictate our future experiences. Yes. And, and what we do today with those new relationships and new people that we meet, it's all new and, and it's going to shift our perspective for tomorrow. And, but you have to be open to that. You have to be mindful to that. And we have to be mindful to our own shortcomings and those knee-jerk reactions that we have. Because had I met Kyle in the street or saw him in the street, I would have been very quick to just think a lot of other things. Yes. It's wrong. You know, and, and when I say wrong, it's just we can't be so quick to judge. And uh, we have so much to learn from every single person on this planet. So I'm I'm excited. And, you know, hopefully those that are listening got something out of today. And you're you're filled with tons of ideas like we are after coming out of this weekend. And you have some links to check out to learn more about these other speakers and some other resources to inspire you to to being great in your own life. And, uh, of course, we we love to hear from you. So leave comments. Uh, Please leave a review on, on iTunes. And if you have ideas for future conversations you'd like Kay and I to share or explore, please send us a note. We are here to connect with you. And uh, yeah. other than that, tune in next week. And yeah. You can send us feedback again. on the podcast or, or tweet us. I am at Kayvonk, K-A-Y-V-O-N-K. And Di, what's your Twitter handle? You can get me on any social platform at Diamanuel, D-A-I-M-A-N-U-E-L. Literally, you find me. Any platform, that name, I've got the handle. It's unique. <laughs> Very easy to lock. You won the lottery when it comes to names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Better than Seth Gordon. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, anyways, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, remember, keep chasing happiness. Yes. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happiness Simplified Podcast. Stay awesome.